You're listening to Tammy Tackles Everything. This is episode number six. I'm so excited, guys, because Jono is back. Woo, the crowd goes wild. <laughs> Today we're talking about something really interesting, a topic that's really near and dear to my heart. We're talking about parenting. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Um, but we're really talking about, is there a better way to do it? I certainly think so. So stay tuned and yeah, I can't wait to hear what you think about this. Speaking about can't wait to hear what you think about this, of course, I'd love for you guys to leave a review um, and to inspire you to do that. I'm actually going to be reading our, our review of the week and this one comes from Liberty One. It says, I've been going through a lot lately and this is an awesome way to unwind. It's so relaxing. It's unbelievable. Thank you for being open and honest. I love that. Thank you so much, Liberty One. Really appreciate it. And we're going to always try to keep it open and honest for you guys. So yeah, stay tuned. I hope you guys learned something. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We couldn't be here without your support. So thank you so much. Talk soon. Like a... Uh... Is your phone on silent? No. Maybe it has like an auto-off thing. Jana, it's so nice to have you back. Um, I know that the uh, listeners are going to be like, Jana is back, but where is Tess? Tess is in here. On vacay. On vacay. When last you go on vacay? I can't remember. A long time. I can't remember. Uh, Christmas. Joy to the world. That wasn't really vacay. If you have to stay home and take care of kids the whole time, that's not vacay. <clears throat> How hard is it to put that phone on silent? Because I feel like you've taken a long time. Remember those? I'm switched to Android now, so oh, I don't know these womp womp. <clears throat> Boom. Done. Yeah, that Oops. took forever. You know what you do on my phone? You just click I know a switch. Do, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't switched back yet. Anyway, um, feels good to be back in this space with you, Jono. Nice to have you back, my friend. And you know what? I thought who was the best person to talk to today about, you know, what we're going to talk about today. And I chose this topic because I noticed that a lot of people have been saying to me, and I did this thing, this, 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 um, you know, the question feature on Insta, ask me anything. Yes. Ask me a question. Yes. Very cool feature. Just learned. Never it used it. Very cool. Never will. <clears throat> Probably not. And um, a big question that came up was about toddlers, tantrums. How do you manage? Like, how hard it is? All of that jazz. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, this is this might be a really good topic, especially like, you know, summer's coming up when we're going to be with our kids a lot more, you know. Easter break is happening. It's just a lot to take in right now. And we're all kind of like consumed with our children and we're feeling it a little more. So They're I think that's why pressure. that's why I got so many questions about, you know, toddlers. I had a lot of questions about people moving from one child to two children um, and how to navigate that and how different that is, which is something we just went through. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about this because we have kids that are the same age basically and um in fact our our last kids our 
last two kids are born like three days apart. Three days. Yeah. So we really have kids the same age. So we, we kind of bounce ideas off of each other all the time. We talk about parenting all the time. And I just thought it'd be nice to have your perspective as a dad as well. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Today we're really talking about parenting and is there a better way to parent? Because we're all feeling the same pain. We're feeling the same pain mm-hmm. and we're feeling the pressure. So I just thought this would be a great topic and I hope I think it'll be useful to a lot of people. So um, we're going to just kind of get started by talking about our own childhood, kind of like how we were raised. Like what was your th- what was your deal at home? What? I don't feel like I had a very strict household, but... Mm-hmm. I want to say my mom was strict. She was a disciplinarian? Well, she's known as a dragon. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> she's not the Khaleesi. She's the dragon. No, she's the dragon. Uh, you know, if Khaleesi is a mother, she's the actual she's dragon. She's actual dragon. <laughs> yeah. So she was strict, um, mm-hmm. but I still don't feel like, I mean, I've... I've seen strict appearance. You felt her love, though. Yeah, absolutely. So you could could read past her strictness and and feel there was clearly there was more than just her being strict all the time. I want to say it's not really strict. It's more about she was a no nonsense Mm. parent. She's still no nonsense. Yeah, she's she's a no nonsense person. So I guess you know translates a no nonsense parent. And my dad was not. He wasn't. You know. Was he, he wasn't very really easy going? He wasn't the disciplinarian. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. Mom was a disciplinarian. Right. And um, but it's like, you know, when you never hear anybody, you never hear your dad talk and mm-hmm. then he does, it's mm-hmm. like oh shocking. Yeah. No. <clears throat> that so. yeah, that's opposite to my house growing up. So my dad was the disciplinarian and my mom was like super laid back. And but yes, when she did say something, it was like, whoa. Because yeah, they never do. <laughs> yes. then it, so it's like, if you're talking, yeah. I must have done something wrong. Exactly. And my dad, you know, I don't even remember my dad. Um, so because there are five of us and there's an age gap between like the first three and the last two, like the first three have a very different um, version of our dad than me and Tessie who are the last two. So like, I don't even remember being spanked and um, <clears throat> sorry. I don't remember that type of punishment, but I do remember like when my dad spoke, like feeling the fear of Jesus like, <laughs> come over me and like thinking, uh, okay, yeah, let me get my shit together, mm-hmm. you know, but, but, but I, I do remember like a lot of love and a lot of, um, what's the word? Like they just really affirmed us and really helped us to be, they, they really spoke us up a lot, you know, they were always kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just felt like, Anything I did was pretty cool to them. Yeah. I don't know. Um, my parents were very loving parents. Mm-hmm. I felt like mm-hmm. it was a very wholesome family, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially seeing a lot of my friends have, you know, divorced parents mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. what, you know, what do you call up that type of family? You know, a blended family. Blended families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just felt like. A stepmom, a stepdad. Yeah. or a, Yeah. Which was, uh, you know, absolutely. I didn't think there was anything of it. Mm-hmm. Of a blended family or a divorced family, it seemed very normal too. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like my family was just, you know, a perfect type of family. Right. You know, where everybody has their issues, but um, mom was, I would say, she would be the stricter one. Dad was not as strict. So it was a good balance. It was a good balance. Yeah, same in my house. I mean, even though by the time we were fourteen, 
13, 14, um, our family kind of split at that point. Uh, not in a divorce, but we moved to a different country. Dad stayed back in Jamaica, you know, and then eventually they got divorced. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, we had that time where we still felt like a unit, though. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe we weren't. I don't know. I just feel like when I think about it, because like I said, we all have different versions yeah. and stories, you know, about our childhood, even though we all grew up in the same house. <laughs> Lots of love, though. Lots that of is love. really it, the, the thing is that. Mm. I felt a lot. To, uh, I felt a lot of love. I know my yeah. brother felt a lot of love, yeah. and I guess you as well. Yeah, you had a lot of love coming yeah. from both parents, and yeah. maybe that's it. No, I mean, even a lot of kids thing. who grew up in like a super strict home felt a lot of love too. You know, yeah. like it's interesting how we process things. Um, so you you weren't. I mean, how how does that affect your parenting? Like, what have you taken from your parents? how they parented you to how you parent your children. Well, I, I feel like I emulate my mom's style mm-hmm. more. I am laid back like my dad, mm-hmm. but um, I don't have a very long wick. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I get, I'm short and I intentionally short sometimes with the kids because mm-hmm. I just don't like talking a lot. Mm. So I just tell, you know, say I'll say something once and then, after that, it's punishment. Mm. What's your version of punishment? Like, do you spank or do you do... Well, it's evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, I use the timeout. Mm-hmm. Method. Yeah. It's no it's no timeout coming from naughty corner. Right. Because we just don't want to label it as naughty corner. We're right. like, I feel like we're reaffirming naughty in their yeah. brain. We think so much about this yeah, stuff. Yeah, so this what I'm God. saying. That's why this is so necessary. Like our parents laugh at us, Ex- you know? Don't <laughs> They're like, yeah, it's like you're, that's Jesus you're overanalyzing everything. So and then, no, I'm thinking, <laughs> am I overanalyzing? Overanaly- yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Especially as we feel so loved, you know, and uh, growing yeah. up with Spanx. And exactly. All, I never had a timeout. Like, I just, you know. I don't know. I felt I don't even know how they dealt with it. I can't. Like I said, the, the one time I remember being like spanked was when I and I deserved it. I think <laughs> was when I slammed the door after my mom told me to do something and I was angry and I slammed the door basically in her face and she was like, "No, no, no. Oh, sorry." She was like, "No, no, no. That's not gonna do." It. And I remember yeah. her following me to my room and spanking me. That's really like the only instance I can. I'm, I'm sure I was you know, in trouble many times before that, but that was the only thing I can remember. The point is that, you know, I don't feel like my parents went overboard with it either, you know, and they never like hit me with like apparatus. <laughs> I never got yeah. hit with like a spoon or a belt or a switch or, you know, I didn't, you know. Um, but, you know, I also want to just say as well, and this is something that came up in my life last night that, you know, it's easy for us now to feel a lot of judgment about how we choose to discipline. So like, like I said, our parents laugh at us when we use a word like timeout or naughty corner or whatever it is, because they're just like, are you kidding me? Um, And so do a lot of other parents. So if like another parent says, well, I only spank. They, they, when you said timeout, they're like, Mm -hmm. please. And I know that because I used to be that parent, you know, Um, because my parenting style has evolved too. Yeah. And I and now, you know, I mean, I think about like when Gio was little and, you know, and even when Jackson was much smaller as well, it was my way or the highway. Like I totally wanted to like control everything they were doing. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't do it, it was a disrespect. 
Yeah. You know, and it's so crazy because I didn't grow up like that. I didn't grow up where I wasn't allowed to push a boundary. Um, and so in that way, I think I'm a lot more like my dad. So my dad was more the no-nonsense person. Mm-hmm. And my mom was a lot more laid back and able to give us a lot more, um, what's the word? She gave us more rope, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I had to really think about how it was that I came to know want these little people to do the perfect thing all the time and never give any trouble and listen when I talk and, you know, follow all my instructions and, you know, and it's, yeah. it's just, it, it really caused me to like while think truly about not, that. Well, while also truly not overthinking it. Right. Because, I mean, that's what we're trying to do is yeah. like, like find the right way, but like not become make it an obsession or like unconsciously just parent from a place where we're not thinking about it either you get me so it's so easy to because we do forget that these children are little people and it's not that they're here for us to control them and we feel like part of reason it means that you know we have to correct everything they do that you know is like or else they're going to grow up and be like, wait, what, you know? <laughs> but don't we have to correct a lot? We do, but I don't think we need to correct as much as we do. And I think that that's like a key thing. Like when I was taking a stock of how much I was correcting my children, I, l- I was leaving no room for them to make some mistakes, which is such an important part of growing up, you know? Um, because it, it you have to make some decisions, you know? And some of them are going to end up with you you know, hurting yourself mm-hmm. or hurting somebody else or they're, they're not right for you or they are. But I feel like we interfere too much. Um, and I think there is something to be said about stepping back a little, you know, which brings me to this whole, the whole thing that changed the way I parent now. And I, I came across um, this book called The Conscious Parent by Dr. Shefali um, Sabari and it literally has changed my life. You know that as yeah. my friend. And um, it has given me a whole new insight on parenting and something that I really needed because I really felt like I was so overwhelmed as a parent. Um, and not just overwhelmed, just like really wanting to control everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. really wanting perfect situations and perfect kids and really forgetting oh right you are a person and you have specific special ever-changing needs <laughs> and I am a part of trying to um, guide you and not necessarily make you into a mini me or make you who I want you to be you know what I mean right it's a big topic it is um, you've told me, you've given me some tidbits about, yeah. um, different parts of it. And, yeah. um, I've kind of taken some of what you said and yeah. it's changed up how I parent a bit as it's well. It's true and how we view it. More, know? not in terms of, I guess the outcome comes from my, the change in perspective. Yeah. So it's really about changing 
the perspective on how you parent yeah. as opposed to I mean, the style of it. I can I can give you a little just a little thing that I found online which was really great and it just talks about what conscious parenting is. So for anybody who's tuning in and hearing this for the first time, um, it says basically um, it's about being mindful and conscious in all your interactions with your children. It's about connecting with your child at a deeper level and nurturing their essence. It requires a change in the way you view your child's behavior and respond consciously to his or her needs. So that's like the basis of it. Right. Which, you know, as any parent hearing that, that's exactly what we'd like. Like that's the ideal to me anyway, as opposed to, like I said earlier, just having little people we can control and turn into who we want and we own you. We brought you here. We can take you out of here. You know, we've heard it a million times. And just, you know, you're my little project. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's a, it all sounds nice in theory. But, but then it's you have hard to, work. Of course, because you have to contend with the frustration yeah. and the stress and the work of doing all of that. Jonathan, this has been the hardest work of my life, I think. Yeah, like switching <laughs> no i know it sounded terribly easy when i read it i was like yeah of course oh, I and then i re until i throw something like a lego Thank you. at your head or something or i thought i was connecting and i really wasn't you know i thought i was really seeing my children and i really wasn't and that was like a real wake-up call for me you know and so it's been work to change how I view parenting now and and also how I'm viewing my children and their behavior. So it causes us to do things like, okay, we have to reevaluate what we think is rude, for example. Yeah, that's a, I that's a big one. That. That's very yeah, interesting. Yeah, let's just, let's, let's just, let's just, okay, before we go into that, um, the other part of conscious parenting is that we basically are trying to not pass on unhealthy patterns from our own childhood you know so picking up whatever what was you know like it's basically trying to to not parent how we were parented because <laughs> you know we all have like that that dominant parent and that's kind of mm -hmm. what we take on you know what i mean in in that sense and and we or end up parenting like them who and they're just parenting like their parents did and etc etc but um it's it's asking us to almost reparent ourselves it, one of my favorite lines that Dr. Shafali uses is that she says, we're not here to raise our children. Can you consider that maybe they're here, they're here to raise you and teach you some stuff about yourself. And in fact, you need to raise yourself. Like you need to try and get to a place where you're more conscious about this than just, you know, spewing commands all day long <laughs> so commands what, and demands. They, what would you be doing if you're not raising your kids you're just trying to um raise little versions of yourself better versions of yourself meaning not even better versions perfect versions of yourself which is so tricky we're trying to correct all of our childhood shit with them that's what so, he's suggesting she she sorry That's hello what, of course a woman wrote of this. course oh <laughs> duh. hello <laughs> <laughs> my bad so <laughs> i'd love she, to have her on the show i'm gonna i'm gonna say that one day we're gonna have her on the show so you can ask it. her all your questions 
Yeah, I'd love to know. So. I can only tell you what I take from it. Okay. So this is not to say that this is her exact, you know. Yeah. She might hear this and cringe, you know. <laughs> like, that's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> because we must raise our children. Of course. But she's saying we must raise our children, but we don't have to. We're not trying to raise our children. What we're actually trying to do is control every decision they make because we're so worried that they're going to end up um, down this road or that road. And, yeah. you know, they're not going to get to go to, to college and they're not going to be smart and they're not going to be the doctor, the lawyer. Oh, my God, is my child reading? Oh, my God, is my child, you know, doing this? Is he going to be? It's too Which much. Which we're really only worried about one thing, which, which is, is you really don't want your kid to end up being like a crack addict. And then it's just, you can just picture the spiral. You know, if, if he doesn't do yeah, this, then he's going to do this, then he's going to do this, then he's going to do this, and then he's going to be a and crackhead. And then he's going to be a crackhead and So homeless. it's really <laughs> just a crackhead part you're really, truly worried about, you know. But or you're end like, up in jail. Or end up in jail, you know. You're going to be a, a, a waste man. But she's she's kind of suggesting that it's 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 because of all of these early things why this why they do go down that road. Because A, they can't make any decisions for themselves. Meaning the first time they get to make any decisions is when they're leaving for college. <laughs> Or when they're becoming adults. Yeah. I never went to college. But I'm just saying, like, you know, the first time I made a decision myself, I was, well, like, 17, 18. Really and truly a decision for yeah. myself. That's pretty late. You know? That's not late. <laughs> what I'm saying, though, is that unless you're able to make micro decisions before that, you can't hear your own intuition on certain things. You don't know what your gut instinct is. Look how many people there are living out there that can't even connect with that and know, yo... I wonder if, and so she's suggesting as well, like this is part of why we have to step back as parents and let our children make small decisions. Even if it is, would you like toast or cereal for breakfast? Yeah, That's not so hard. Yeah. But think about how many mornings you've ever given your child a choice of breakfast. We kind of go, it's this, that's, that's it. But mom, I don't want that. Well, that's what you're going to get because that's what I have time to do today. But mom, can I just get, no, listen, you're going to have the toast. Okay. And that's that. Oh, you don't want to have the toast? Oh, you're not listening to me? Guess what? You're going to get a timeout. That's kind of crazy, right? Um, I'm just, I'm using that as a very quick no, example. It's a very good example yeah. because it's relevant. Because it's an everyday thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm re I really have to think <clears throat> about this because I've never thought about, I have given my kids an <clears throat> option and there's many mornings when, and so they they, I'm up. not saying they'll get an option every time. I'm saying right. sometimes it would be nice to give them an option. But I'm all, I also do that where mm -hmm. it's like I just start making it mm -hmm. eggs and toast mm -hmm. and whatever. And that's what you're going to eat. Yeah. And now I'm thinking about it. When was the last time that happened to you? Um, no, meaning that somebody started to make something and <laughs> you didn't want it. But they said, well, that's what you're going to eat. <laughs> when I was... At living at home yeah as a yeah. teenager or whatever yeah, but i'm seeing it's so interesting because like another person and if we stop okay i know they're kids but they're still at the core of it people and what a what a odd thing to do to another person like you wouldn't do that to me as your friend or you wouldn't do that to your wife or you wouldn't do, you get what i'm saying it's but it's interesting but a part of why we do this is because we think we have ownership of you and so you should do what we say and so it's changing this idea that we own you and moving more into a situation of, yes, you've come through me. I don't own you. I am here to guide you. But guiding and controlling is not the same thing. 
Well, you know? here's the thing. So and the breakfast thing is just a thing. And where do you draw the line? And yes, all of these questions right. need to be asked, um, asked and answered. But I'm just saying we do have to look at it and we have to look at how if, if you're serious about trying something new anyway, because what you're doing maybe isn't working, um, which is what was happening to me. It's like, well, I am serious about trying something else. And I am serious about trying to see where I could be a little less rigid. Yeah, um, I agree. The rigidity is something that we have to look at. Mm -hmm. But I think that the um, the control aspect does, it's definitely coming from a place of wanting for their well-being. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, let's say, for instance, I were to offer my kids what to eat for breakfast every mm -hmm. morning. They would tell me the same thing every single morning. Pancakes and sausage. Mm. You can't eat pancakes and sausage every every morning because mm. it's not good for you. Mm -hmm. And so the place I'm coming from is I want my kids to be healthy and eat something nutritious mm -hmm. at least every now and then. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yes, today you're going to eat this <clears> and <throat> this is what is for breakfast. So, mm -hmm. yes, there, there definitely has to be some control in it because they don't know any better yeah, so they this, will just this eat is the not, same this is not about not having any boundaries yeah and this is not about not having any rules it's just about saying something different sometimes because yes i agree with you a hundred percent sure you don't think you can have pancakes and eggs every day luckily i also don't think my kids would choose pancakes and eggs every day my it might kids, go on for a week no my it's, kids would do it well i i'm gonna double dare you to try that and see how many days they're really gonna choose it i'm going to do an experiment let's do it i think we should yeah it's a bit interesting it would be it I'm would gonna be do it. but the point is this so you bend on on breakfast maybe you're not bending on dinner you get what I'm saying? So I'm just saying we have to find those balances that work for us. And like I said, this is not about having zero boundaries because mm -hmm. I've had to set up boundaries still. Because, But like I said, I've had to take a really good look at what I was doing and what was the reasoning behind it. What was a real reason? So was it such a crime that two days in a row you wanted pancakes and eggs or whatever it was? You, weren't, mm. you didn't want what I was making, that it was... And it was enough for me to spiral into, well, that's what I said. So that's that. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, we have an out of control morning. Yeah. <laughs> but it was not to the fact that you're not doing what I told you to do. So guess what? You go take a time out. Yeah. And you did. I was looking at how many times yeah. that was happening though throughout the day, Jono. Yeah. You get me? And I'm saying, I'm saying, hey guys. Can we take a step back and say how many times in a day we're trying to, is everything really, are we doing everything really for their highest good? Or is it really because we're, we're tackling a deep issue here within ourselves and we're trying, we really are trying to control. So it's not everything that I would say I was doing was for, for, for their highest good. You know, mm -hmm. the, uh, some things were just literally because I needed you to do that right now because I needed a break or I just needed what you wanted to listen. I didn't want people to think you were rude. I didn't want other peer, parents to look at me and judge me. I didn't want my own parents to look at me and judge me. I didn't want my friends, siblings, whatever, because, you know, we're all meant to have these perfectly good children who listen when we talk and when we when we call their names, they stop and, <laughs> you know, and or when you tell them to stop doing whatever they're doing, they just stop and they say, please and thank you. Are you freaking kidding me? 
But I I went after that for a long time. That's a dream. Yeah, but it also makes little robot children. (laughs) Like, I don't want robots. Like some of my favorite moments now are when I get the response. Yeah, that's true. So something that I used to think was so rude, like, don't talk back to me. I wait for it. I want to hear what am I think, you know, like, and I'm just like, it's so interesting because they're, they're exercising their own critical thinking. Their little brains are going, they're exercising their right to stand up for themselves too. something that we want our children to do, you know, and, and who better to learn with than with your parents, you know? So I guess now that moves us into, into defining what is rude, like what are our, what are our boundaries? What are non-negotiables for you? What are, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, we do have to look, if you're, if you've decided that a kid is rude, we have to decide what rude really is to you because it can't just be not listening to you is rude. Full stop. Yeah. You know, I have two thoughts about rudeness. I have, um, I guess a traditional view of rude, which is like you've intentionally done something that you know is wrong. wrong. Like what? You know it's wrong. You've learned it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and you did it anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like hitting Nigel, hitting Grayson, hitting mm-hmm. his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows he shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Or teasing him. Mm-hmm. He knows he shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But he does it anyway mm-hmm. because he wants to make him feel bad. That's intentionally being rude. And then there is... Um, so for, for, for if that happened in your house, what would be the, the, the punishment for that? That would be a timeout moment. Yeah. Okay. And then there is, they don't necessarily know it's rude, but they're testing. Right. They're and checking. So, <laughs> yeah. That, and so I have to say that it's rude so that you yeah. know, learn that it is rude. Like yeah. a, a simple example of this would be um, not saying good morning right. um, to someone I don't think kids, kids don't know that that is yeah. rude. They don't mm-hmm. know that that is, that's manners that you It's learn. impolite. And so. It's not necessarily rude. It's just impolite to do that. But meaning. Right. Or not answer an <coughs> adult when they speak to you mm-hmm. or something. Or answer, or answer me. A, yes, mommy. Right. Yes. So we will say to them, <laughs> no, don't say that. That's rude or yeah. that's impolite. Yeah. They don't, they're not doing it on purpose, but you yeah. just say that to but them over and over so they learn it. that's not necessarily a timeout punishment. No, no, definitely right. not. So but that's why it can't be called the know. same thing as the other thing, right? No. So that would be, that's being impolite, which doesn't get the same punishment as being rude. Yeah. You get me? So that's why I think like, because I think rude is such a big umbrella. You know, you have the kids who will ask their parents a question, a legit question, and they're deemed as rude. Same yeah. for at school. Um, your son talks too much. Da, 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 da. He every time I ask this, he says it. He's rude. He's not rude. He's curious. He's inquisitive. He has questions. That does not make him rude, right? And I think that happens in Jamaica a lot. Like if your child has anything to say that goes against whatever, you're rude. You know. But what about uh, like, like what about you know flooding the bathroom? What do you mean? Like. Blocking up the sink, turning on the mm-hmm. water, mm-hmm. and letting it overflow. Yeah. Right? What is that? I don't think that's rude. I don't think so either, yeah. but it's rude. It's not rude. It's not rude. It's, it's curious. It is curious, it's but ex- what are you going to do? Yeah. It's Honestly, okay, so I had this experience just yesterday, so <laughs> great timing. Don't tell people your business. Okay, no, Jackson didn't, Atlas didn't flood out the bathroom. What he did do was roll off 
you know, tissue, which you know him shouldn't do. Yep. But does um, he really know? No, he doesn't because he's almost three. Right. Right. So he's still checking stuff out and he's still pushing boundaries. Anyway, he also put the garbage bin in the toilet. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> this was after, by the way, he put aquaphor all over his hair. Aquaphor, yep, which is basically petroleum jelly. Uh, and I'll deal with that situation first. So when I came home, um, he was in the bath crying because his hair was being washed and, and Momo, our nanny, was washing out his hair and she was so angry with him because she was like, this is so naughty, this is so rude, why did you do that, da 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 And I had to take a moment to say to her after, not in front of Atlas, but say, you know, Mo, he's not being rude. He was not being supervised at that time. <laughs> <laughs> which is easy to happen when you have a toddler. It happens to me. It happens to Wayne. You know, we turn our back for two seconds and, you know, Atlas has taken the chocolates out yep. of the fridge and eaten all of them. They get into the most. They get into the most. But old Tammy used to say that was rude and you deserve a spank and mm-hmm. a timeout and you can't play this. The list goes on. Now I can look at it and be like, Atlas, you did a naughty thing. That is a naughty thing. You know, yeah. it, I, you shouldn't it, look at this now. You're in this distress, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But it's not punishable to me. You get what I'm saying? So naughty and rude, not the same. No, I don't think so. Well, not for me. Okay. Um, well, maybe you could put it there, I guess. But, but, but this is the thing. Words. This is the thing. And I had to, it's like you were saying earlier. I, my sister always always did this to me like i'll say atlas you're so naughty she goes he's not naughty he did a naughty thing yeah this is the overthinking thing but she's right no i agree with because that because he used to come to me like i'm not naughty mommy i'm not naughty and i thought oh my god you know you i don't want you naughty. to think you're naughty because yeah. guess what when you think you're naughty all you do is naughty things <laughs> yeah no no it's true i'm just saying you know i didn't want him to label himself that way because i was labeling him that way yeah, it's and i didn't important. want him to think that you know and I know he's only three, but it, this is where it starts. And so, yes, so I had that moment where I was like, you know, this is an naughty thing, Atlas, and you shouldn't do it. And, you know, whatever, whatever. And it was nice to be able to explain to Mo as well. She's normally, like, super patient. But really, in that moment, Mo was upset that she wasn't watching him. And she knew that I would have questions. And it was that moment of, oh, my God, seriously? Yeah. You know? It's the same way, like, the other day when I asked Wayne to watch the kids and him have him own way of watching them. I come home and every drawer in the in the kitchen is open. You know? Mm-hmm. All me would have been like, Jesus Christ, Wayne. Like, can you just keep an eye on the kids? No, I'm kind of like, you know what? Well, it's easier to get a fork now. It's exploration, though. Like, I'm trying to see things. In, and I really am able to see these things differently. Because first time I just used to look at it and be like, why did you do that? Yeah. No, naughty corner. And it's just like... And since I've, this is the magic, and this is why I won't stop doing it. Since I've become easier about these things, A, it's made it easier for me to say what is really punishable and what is not. Mm-hmm. B, same for the children. So now, whenever there is a timeout, not a corner situation, it's not nice, but them almost no say, this not happen to it every day or yeah. every time we do something. So you know what? It must be a real thing. That's true. Why am I not to do it? So there is no confusion between oh, I didn't realize that this was the same thing as if I, I don't know, spilled a yeah. drink. <laughs> no, I as if I, you know, 
did something else that also gets me landed here. Um, and it's also just been easier on me because I've been easier around. Like, I just feel like a different person. And this is months and months and months of doing this where I just feel like a different parent. And yeah. I feel like I almost have different children. And I don't know that they're giving less trouble or more or not. It's just that I just don't view it the same. And I think for what it's worth, that has been the most rewarding part of trying this on. Yeah, well, they're not going to stop doing what exactly. they're doing. Exactly. So it's just my perspective of it, of yeah, it has absolutely. changed. And so it has been very freeing to me as a parent. So before I felt like I was full of just noise, <laughs> a lot of noise. Yeah. And now I just feel a lot more easy and capable. That said, there are moments where I want to lose my shit still because I'm still learning how to view this thing differently. I've been parenting one way for this amount of time. I know I'm trying to, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's not, you have to give it some time. But this is what I do know. When you know something, it is hard to unknow it. So when I became conscious of what was happening, even just, I just started by just being conscious of my reaction to them. It made it hard to respond every time the way I used mm -hmm. to, because I would be like, shit. I just lost it. I was just parenting from a super angry place. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with them. You know? That's so a big mistake a lot of us make. It's a trap we all fall in. Is parenting from know, anger. Yeah. And so yeah. we're reacting yeah. very, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, probably inappropriately. Yeah. Or just not in a right state of mind. Yeah. Because you're angry. The punishment don't match the crime at that point. I you apply know? this in my office. Yes. I don't respond when I'm angry. Yeah. If when I get and I get angry because of all the foolishness that yes, may happen yes. with a you know, a staff member or even a customer. Yeah. And you you what well, it boils your blood yeah. and you want to it just clouds your judgment it so does. much. And so it really does pay off to just take a moment mm -hmm. and just cool off, even if it is a day, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, just to cool off and then yeah. attack it. Because but in your home, it's, it doesn't, you literally just need to cool off for, for, I don't know, 30 seconds before you respond. Um, and it makes a difference. So it's so funny that we're willing to do that for other people. And that's what comes up a lot in like this whole thing is like, you're not going to just go you're, the way you would treat another person. <laughs> yeah. You'd you never to do that to like them. So why would you do it to your little people in your house who are your loves, who you love so much? Like, but we take such advantage of them for the simple fact that we think you're mine. So fine. You know, <laughs> Yeah, it's, a, it's okay. That, that's a possession thing. That It is a possession. It's thing. weird because I think we conflate, um, Possession and relation. But you said it has a lot to do with the fact that we said these are my children. Yeah. These are my, meaning it's just like, but they're not actually, it's like no, the other they're day. they're not necessarily yours, <clears throat> but that's what we all, and, it, and we do it in our relationships. This is my husband. Yeah. This is my girlfriend. Yeah. This is my boyfriend, whatever. My, my, my. But it's the relationship exactly. that you're referring to. Yeah. This is my relationship with this person yes, that I'm describing. Yes, yes. And this person doesn't actually belong, belong to, to me. me. Yeah, but I, that's hard to think there with the children because we really think our children belong to us because we made do, them. Yeah. We kind of do belong to us. Well, like mm. people coming in, whose kids do these belong to? They're <sighs> mine. Yeah, I know. But, you know, that's a whole other discussion so about no, belonging. Really? Who are they? Our <clears throat> kids, though? Like, 
do they belong well, to us? Well, that depends if you listen to, you know, Khalil Gibran or any of those poets who talk about it. And they say, I love this, that's this idea that our kids come through us, you know. Um, I, parent, I parent children who don't belong to me. If belong means you had to have them, you know. So what does belonging mean, you know. <laughs> but they're... They're, my relation to them is that they are my children. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's a broad topic. But I love the idea that, you know, it's not about ownership. Right. Which is what gets us into trouble with them. Because then we feel like we can just do whatever. And we don't treat them like we would another human or another person, you know. So that's a big realization. It sounds like a very... Um, hard thing to balance. It is. And it takes a lot of work. And I'm not a professional at all. The woman who wrote this book is like, yo, Mr. Let's struggle with it too. Me just understand that this is our meeting about this thing. You get what I'm saying? So it's mm-hmm. not like, and and she's not like she's a perfect parent or any of us doing this. It's about an awareness. And that's what I'm really trying to bring to the table for mothers and fathers to just bring a little consciousness to your everyday interactions with your children. Just a little consciousness and not just falling back on what we're used to doing could change a game for you, you know? And that that was a whole, that it has made my life so much easier, yeah. you know? Hard and easy, but I, I think about my own mother who was, like I always tell you, to me, the epitome of a conscious parent who gave me so much room and freedom and and she really saw me like she saw who I was all the time and she allowed me to be who I was all the time and she saw I she must have seen parts of herself that were hard to see and you know at the same time seen things you know like my mom was the type of mom who would go to like a parent teacher meeting and they would say to her you know um Tammy could do so much better if she just, you know, focused a little more. And her response would be like, okay, I hear that, but you, you don't, don't you think she's a wonderful person? Like she'd immediately, mm-hmm. as soon as they brought me down with something, she would try and meet it with like an affirmation of something and be like, mm-hmm. but isn't she funny? Like, isn't she one of the funniest people you ever met? You know? And I mean, at the time I just thought, you, you're crazy. Like, why are you saying that? But now I can be like, wow, you know, Mom always affirmed us in a, in a world that was hell-bent on, like, bringing you down to size. She was also, like... Fitting you into the box. Yeah, she, The world right. was trying and to fit you into like, the box. And she was like, yo... And she's just like, she was not having one, it. She was the one who was like, when I was, like, stressing out in high school, be like, I don't know how to tell you this, but none of this really matters. <laughs> <laughs> like, who tells, so true. who tells their kid Remember that? Remember we were talking yeah. about this on a day, like, like, where's the course never, in credit card payments yeah. or bills or Her whatever? Her favorite thing was, you'll never use Pythagoras theorem, basically. Like or whatever it was I was stressing about, you know? engineer. Yeah, she was just very easygoing, and she kind of was just more interested in how we were doing and how because she, I, I don't know if it was naive or not i'll have to have her on the podcast but um true. she just had and if you ask her do you know it's so funny because that's the best part so she's like i have no clue what i did i just did Yo, what i thought was right and she was winging it she was winging it but she was winging it she was a um and doing a good job she's doing a good job but she kind of understood that we were people so yes we were her children and yes we were small but we were people. We were actual people. She was raising people. 
mm-hmm. and she wasn't raising a mini version of herself, which I think is another trap we fall into, like trying the fact that we think that there are mini me's. Like I look at J- Jackson and Atlas and, you know, I'm always trying to like identify myself in there somewhere, like they're mini me's. When the truth is, you know what? Jackson is Jackson. Atlas is Atlas. You know, it's like... Of course, but you have to there pull are, yourself out because... Are, there are moments of me that I see yeah, in there sometimes. But it's reaffirmed all the time as well yeah. because people come up to your kids and they're like, oh my, my God, God that's Wayne. Like, yes, oh my God, yes. that is you. Yes. That's your expression. But that's just what they've learned because yeah. so much of them, who they are naturally, I just find hilarious because I'm like, you didn't even... You've never seen me do that or hear me say that or I can't believe you're so forthcoming with that, but it's just giving them the space to... Say what they want to say, mm-hmm. do what they want to say, um, do what they want to do. But it's just, it, that was a big thing for me to, to not project onto them either. Or like the other day I was like feeling guilty about them not doing any extracurricular because the truth is I was feeling bad about it because I never got to do any extracurricular. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, well, they should have more than me and da 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 da. And, you know, if I did do extracurricular, then maybe I'd be more of this. Or we, mm-hmm. uh, we always are constantly trying to fix our own childhood issues in our kids. Yeah. As if we can save them from their own lives. <laughs> like, I you're going to have your own experience. I instantly think about myself whenever yeah. the kids are doing something like, you know, outlandish or like they're whining i'm like did i used to whine yeah like that like yeah. i just and you want immediately to, you want to immediately like fix it too because yeah. it's like nobody likes a whiner you know and it's like jesus christ or if they're just being absolutely yeah. stubborn i'm like yeah was i this stubborn? Yeah. am i stubborn yeah i don't i know i'm stubborn but yeah am i this stubborn yeah is it a well, mixture well, of the, both of but us maybe we're not now but can you imagine when we were like five and three like <laughs> we were just kids you know yeah. So that's the other thing like I love about this thing is that it's saying, look, drop your expectations or have more reasonable expectations of your children. Like sometimes we put such adult things on them and expect them to respond like adults when they're just kids, you know. And the reason why we expect that is because sometimes we see them being so super intelligent mm-hmm. that when they do something stupid or what we think is stupid, we're like, what the fuck do you? Exactly. <laughs> like, uh, really? You should have known better than that. <laughs> I, mean, I know you're a lot kids. smarter. We know no, you're a lot smarter than that, but you're still, whatever, you're still yeah. little. Oh, and it doesn't stop there because I have teenagers at home. So the stupidity <laughs> in quotations. I feel like it gets worse. It stays about the same. Because <laughs> like I said, again, they show you such moments of being so grown up and mm. so, you know, equipped to deal with certain things. And then in the next moment, you know, they're like microwaving a bowl with a fork in there like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you have more sense than this but you know dust it off your foot with your because they wouldn't actually <laughs> yes who dust off them foot with them hand i don't know <laughs> you dust off your foot with your foot <laughs> <laughs> but the point is just that you know we have to we have to really kind of regulate our expectations i can't just yeah. be like yo they don't need to be so high for christ's sake we don't hold those high expectations for everybody else, you know? And then we hold them for our kids, which is just tricky. And then speaking of affirming though, like I don't think you should over affirm your children. We were just talking about this, like how we have to celebrate the ordinariness of our kids too. Everything can't always be great, you know? And and we're right at that stage where everybody's like, "Um, is your child reading? Mm -hmm. You know, or I remember the other day when Atlas was learning colors 
and we went in the supermarket and I was like, what color is this sweet pepper? And he was like, it's the letter A. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for a split second, I was like, oh my God, he's stupid. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's not as bright as Jackson. Oh my God, my child doesn't know the colors. Like split second. And then I was like dying of laughter. I was like, oh gosh. I was like, no, it's the color such and such, you know, just immediately just tell him what it is. But, I, you know, immediately wants to be like oh my god my child doesn't know colors is everything okay <laughs> like but that's our ego literally wanting yeah. them to be like perfect people oh my god my child doesn't know how to do this oh he's not a great runner oh he's da -da -da. he's whatever it is and it's so maddening as a parent like imagine if we could just let all of that go and just be like cool and and it's so funny because literally Every time he, I would trim a collar, he would tell me the wrong collar, right? Mm -hmm. Every single time. And I would just be like, no, it's da-da-da-da. I left for two weeks, came back, the child knows every collar. Boom. Colors. Learned that. But I'm just saying, like, they'll get there. Yeah, that's true. But so much pressure for them to get there so quick. Like, they're little, you know? Yeah. And we could really do ourselves a favor by at least letting ourselves off the hook, letting other parents off the hook. And stop using what our children are doing as a measure of our own goodness. Yeah, it, it is a lot of pressure to kind of just, you just keep thinking, is my kid on track with this yes, and that? and so many you know, things. At, you said it all the day. I'm like, yo, everybody learns to read, you know. They do. Don't worry about it. You're yeah. going to learn. Everybody learns to pee in the toilet. Yeah, you're gonna, they're going to do it eventually. They're going to miss a lot, especially the boys. But <laughs> they're going to learn. Everybody's going to learn their colors, you know, or not. Shit, or not, you know. But then we'll guess what we do. We'll figure out the next thing, mm -hmm. you know. So I just think we just need to just step back a little. Okay, so before we wrap things up, I just wanted to, you guys, please definitely do some more research on this if it's something you're interested in. If you feel like you want to find a different way, maybe. And everybody is allowed to find whatever they want. This is just something that I felt worked for me. And, you know, even through talking to Jana, you know, he was able to implement some of those things too. And we kind of are figuring out, even in our two separate families, like what works for us, what doesn't. And just trying to, you know, because this is a thing. Nobody wants to fuck up their kid, right? Exactly. <laughs> um we don't so it's about trying to and look if you think the way you parent is fine work with it you know like the truth is is our, our kids are going to take issue with anything we do anyway exactly <laughs> they're true. gonna have issues no, with us true. so you know the best we can do is just do what we think is right we have to find which is what most way. parents do yeah and um i do get a lot of not a lot of flack but mm -hmm. um you can see like the older generations looking at us and yeah. they're like, oh, you guys are just so you crazy are, about this thing. You guys are pansies and yeah. pussies and, like, <laughs> and your like, pushovers. What, what are play dates? We yeah. never have play dates and all yeah. of these things. It's true. Um, but you they know did what? though. But here's the thing. Their generation <laughs> yeah. got so much things wrong. But they got so much right. They did, no, I'm not yeah. talking about just parenting. I'm just talking about generally. Okay. They did so many things wrong that... It's okay for us to kind of question certain things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. they give us a lot of heat for it, you know. They but do. But I honestly think that, you know what, fine. You guys got a lot of shit wrong. So I'm going to take a look at this and I'm going to scrutinize 
yeah. you know, what somebody's... And how do you improve anything? Yeah, I mean, exactly. You have, you have to, to look at it. You have to look at it. I think what beats us bad, really, is just um, our friends who are parents as well and who are doing it differently to us or have their own way. I think it's harder when your peers are like, why all this long talking? Like, or... Why are you letting him do that? Or why did it? Like, you know what? I think we need to ease up on that. Let me do my thing. Yeah. Um, I'll let you do your thing. I'm never going to get involved with how you do your thing. So I think there needs to be a little bit more understanding um, in letting people parent the way they want. If Absolutely. somebody wants to have four nannies at them, yard helping them, let it be. If someone wants Absolutely. to 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 um, do time out every five seconds, let it be. If somebody wants to let them pick their own loose in the yard, let it be. It's not your shit. Do what you want. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm not saying go and abuse your kids. Like, obviously, like, there's a line. Yeah. When I'm saying do what you want, I am talking within reason because I don't want anybody to take this out of context. Um, but I, we all have the freedom to parent how we think is right. And I think that's like the number one thing. <laughs> Let me do my thing. So some people, some people are going to hear this and be like, Jesus Christ, I'm in like, seriously, just blah, blah, blah. Yeah, okay. I'll do it this way. <laughs> you yeah, know, and no. I'm going to let you do your thing. That's one of the biggest things I've learned as a parent is, you know, ease up other parents. Yeah, like man. stop looking at how yeah. other people parent their yeah. kids. Figure out, I mean, you can take something but that you see that you like. But don't go criticizing, Right, because it's, judging. it's different. Every family yeah. is so, every it relationship is, is different. It's and so naturally, true. Every, every child family. is different. Yeah, it's going to be That's the other different. thing that was, that was tricky because, like, I can't deal with all of my children in the same way. We have, like, you know, some core values running through this shit. Yeah. But, like, the way, I deal <laughs> and the way I deal with you is different to how I deal with you, da-da-da-da. But the core is always the same. And, you know, for, for me, and I know the same is true for you, our thing is just, yo, we love you. And we're going to, we're just going to work from that space. And I'm going to try and parent you from that loving space instead of, you know, a broken place, mm -hmm. you know? So just quickly, they said the six things that conscious parents don't do. Now, they have a lot of things that you do, but I thought it'd be interesting to talk just very, very briefly on the things that conscious, conscious parents don't do. The first thing is you don't own your child, which we went into, which mm -hmm. is basically don't treat your children as your personal property. You know, you're just helping them to grow to fulfill their potential. And you need to facilitate that process by being aware of their changing needs. Um, I'm also, by the way, this is something I'm taking from a website. It looks like a, it looks like a, what you call it, a blog. I think it's called Mom Junction. I'm not sure. So I don't want you to think that these are my words. The other thing that says it says don't rush in parenting. Um, that is dealing with children requires patience. Don't make hasty decisions for them. You need to take time out, understand them, and then reach a conclusion. Having patience helps your children trust and rely on you. I like that. The other one is don't impose your agenda on the child, which is something we touched mm -hmm. on as well. Your children cannot fulfill your goals. You cannot use them to reach what you haven't. Oh, this one hit me deep. Um, they will have their personal goals and aspirations. Let them discover that for themselves. You just need to facilitate in meeting them. I think that was a very big one. I think that's huge. You a know, lot of parents so are guilty of that. I, I'm definitely guilty of that. <laughs> Who don't need to be going. No, I'm so guilty of that. Like, the, yeah. just, I mean, even... 
I had said it the other day. I'm like, I want Nigel to do taekwondo because I don't want him to get bullied. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're projecting mm-hmm. what your experience was mm-hmm. and what you would want it to be you for, fix it him. for him. You're like, Nigel will probably be the bully. When I really looked at it, I'm like, it's his, not that he would be the bully, no. but his personality is so strong. Yeah. And he's just such a different person yeah. than I am. Than you that were, yeah. It was really silly of me to be like, you know, yeah. deciding needs, that that was yeah, what was going to happen. He needs to do to this him. because it's going to be yes. better for him. And, yes. and so we do really project a lot. It's true. It's true. We impose our agenda. Yeah. So we have to become conscious. <clears throat> we do. And once you're conscious of it, you can, yeah. The other one, the number four says, don't say too many no's, which is self-explanatory. It says, if your constant answer to your child's request is a no, then they will stop asking you anything because they already know your answer. Number five, don't react, but respond. Reacting is a typical approach, while responding is a matured approach to understand your children's behavior. Before you react impatiently, pause and find an alternative to distract you for a minute. Introspect on your reaction to the situation. Responding helps you understand the reason for your child's inappropriate behavior behavior, and come up with ways to control it the next time. And number six is don't be rigid. Don't be strict and rigid with them. Have rules, but have provisions to relax them. It is easy to shout at the child or impose your views on them, but it is difficult to be a parent who is matured enough to value their child's opinion and respect their views. Conscious parenting is not easy. Hence, we have some tips for you to make it doable. And then it goes into tips. But yeah, I love that, you know. Um, A lot of people say that children, you know, especially the generation before, and it's come over a lot now that they shouldn't have opinions or they shouldn't say anything. And, you know, that whole thing about being rude. So be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible thing, eh? <laughs> yeah. Children must be seen and not heard. Jesus, Father. I don't know how, well. I got that a lot. Yeah. My, I think my mom still says that to me. <laughs> she might. I'm like, but I'm not a child. <laughs> That's so funny. But, you know, I think the whole idea behind this thing is to become conscious of how you parent so that you can parent your child in the best way for them and the best way for you because it has to work for you it doesn't make sense for it to feel so alien or so out of line with who you are that you know it doesn't make sense so you do have to feel this out and figure out how to you know put it in to your life that would be my advice I tried it. There's some things I do. There's some things I don't do. There's, you know, my happy, my happy harmony. So, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. I think we covered a great many topics in this one little thing. And I hope it was helpful um, to everybody listening. Especially our parents out there that are going through the same oh, struggles. Yeah. Yeah. On Easter break. Oh, <laughs> this one, this this episode comes out in time for Easter break. So exactly. we know that, you know, you're going to feel it. Exactly. <laughs> Kids are home. Kids are home. I'm bored. Yeah, this, I'm that, hungry. One bag of snacks. Snacks. We didn't even cover snacks. <laughs> we didn't even snacks cover snacks. is a podcast in and of <laughs> itself. <laughs> it's a beast. It's a thing. You know what's my new, like, favorite response? To the um, snack thing or anything that they're doing, like, and th- and they look at me a little confused. Like nobody has actually asked me yet, but like, ask me, ask me something. Like, ask me for a snack. Mommy can have a snack. <laughs> no, you can't. 
you have to say why. Why? Because it's not for your highest good. What? <laughs> Do you know that I say it all the time what? and nobody has said to me, what does that mean? <laughs> so what, they just keep asking you, I'm assuming. No, they, they walk away. Yeah. I think the worst I got was, it is for my highest good. <laughs> <laughs> I just did it one day out of just, you know, being funny. But it kind of just shut them up. You should try it. It's not turning into a thing. That's not going to work on my kids. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. Them just keep doing it. It's better thing. than Y because Y is a crooked letter and B is no better or because I said so. Like it's, it is actually better to just go, you know, because you just had another, you just had a snack. I don't think you need another one now. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, the snack thing is real. The snack enough. thing is so it's messed up. real. As soon as I stop them from doing anything, Jackson, time to come off the TV. Okay, mom. Mom, can I have a snack? <laughs> no. Like, no, not that one. <laughs> no, not that one. Anyway, yeah, so we know that now is a time when you guys probably need some inspiration in how to like survive. And then summer is coming up. Oh, shit. Two whole months. Mm -mm. And then school fee them gone up. So summer, mm. summer camp I got rough. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're doing summer camp this year. <laughs> <laughs> we have a stay-at-home summer camp. Yep. Cause, and then, oh my God, in my case, we'll have a whole new baby, you know? So mm. anyway, I hope this was helpful for anybody who wants to find out more information. Definitely check out The Conscious Parent and also The Awakened Family by Dr. Shafali Sabari. She's also on Instagram, so you can follow her there and you can, you know, if you're not a reader, which I'm certainly not, listen to the audiobook. Or you can find loads of videos on YouTube on the Conscious Parent podcast. It's brilliant. And I just, you know, take a little dive, see what works for you, see if you like the concept and go from there. Um, it was really helpful for me and I, I really hope it can be for you too. So, uh, yeah, Jono, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. It's it always great, great to, to have you on with me as a fellow parent, as a fellow young parent of young children. Oh, yeah. But you just wait till they're teenagers, I tell you. Jesus. Hmm. That's why I first set them straight from knowing hmm. a tummy. Yeah, except that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> set them straight. Set yourself straight, that may I tell you. <laughs> Get ready. Buckle up. Oh, my God. My favorite line right now. Buckle up, bitch. <laughs> this shit is not an easy ride. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thanks for tuning in as always. Um, and please don't forget to subscribe, write a review, share this episode. You know, I anytime I see you guys put it up in your stories that you're listening, I always repost it. Um, I do my best to repost it. And let's just keep the good vibes flowing. I'm really loving this um, community that we're building with the podcast. Um, and so let's keep it going. And of course, you can follow me um, at Tammy Chin Mitchell, T-A-M-I-C-H-I-N-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. And you can follow Jono too. Go on, Jono. Shout it out. Jono Wati. That's with one N. So it's really Jono. Yeah. Jo yeah. yeah. I think you should put one more N in, but that's another podcast. Um, <laughs> and yeah, thanks for joining us for another episode of Tammy Tackles Everything. We'll see you next time.